Some of the content in this episode is graphic and may not be suitable for young ears. Please use discretion. No one gets to choose their family. Growing up, you know, I really didn't understand my mom's story. She was, would always describe a lot of hotels and my, she would refer to herself as a teen prostitute. If it were true that our destinies are determined entirely by the people who share our last name, Crystal and Hicks would have been doomed from the beginning. My older sister describes um, all of the boyfriends coming in and out of the hotels and that we would, you know, change hotels a lot and then have times of homelessness and a lot of violence in the hotels. Maybe it's DNA. Maybe it's environment. Maybe it's both. All of us grow up in some way to be just like our parents. Exhibit A, Crystal Lynn Hicks. By the time I was 13, you know, life had been chaotic at best, and then I would be raped for the first time. And, you know, by 16, I would end up being labor trafficked um, and trafficked for sex work. But yet, one thing my mom taught me was to be a fighter. Stories of Hope is a podcast about people who meet needs and change lives. In this episode, as a teenager, Crystal and Hicks learned how to fight. It's a skill that has served her well as an adult. I think what can be learned now from my story is just that thinking about my mom's life and how, you know, from a young age, she dragged us in and out of everywhere that could possibly help her. Um, rehabs and mental health institutions and, you know, um, ministries trying to help and I, I didn't see it ever stick you know there was just so much shame and judgment and I look back and think that is not okay this is stories of hope episode 52 the good fight she's used to the question when you live like Crystal Lynn Hicks has lived and yet look no worse for wear but instead, you now sit inside an office with multiple college degrees hanging on the wall. You understand why people always ask, how did you end up here? When I look at my story today, I can't believe how well it went. Um, moved out early by 14, maybe 14 and a half, and by, you know, 16, just fully disconnected from school and society and, and, you know, trying to not follow my mom's footsteps. 21 years ago, Crystal and Hicks got pregnant and gave birth to a daughter, just like her mother had done. This is where she starts when she answers the, how did you get here question. She starts with that time she had a baby. And then after realizing she could follow in her mother's footsteps for better or for worse, she chose better. Some things just came to me and I was, you know, realizing there's much more to life than me and that, you know, I think there's a God who created me and I want to get to know him and figure out who he is. And so I was ready to walk away from the life that I knew so I could see, you know, really the unknown 
is there a way to be a mom? What does that look like? I've never really seen that in the culture that I come from. And if there is, how do I figure this out? It happened in a jail cell one night in November 2002. Krista decided to leave her old life behind and start a new one. Step number one, she gave her life to Christ. Step number two, she decided she would learn everything she could about being a good mother. And step number three, Krista made up her mind she would go to college. I knew that an education was, you know, the answer to being able to take care of myself and take care of my daughter and, and not um, no longer be at risk due to poverty. Unfortunately, college was very expensive, especially for a single mother who had a criminal record and no easy legal way to earn an income. I needed a job and really couldn't get one because of my job history. And so the university let me read textbooks onto audio tape for um, seeing impaired students. And some of the books were from a human trafficking course. And when I read them and was reading about the just sex-related violence and how it altered the women's lives, sex-related violence had been at the core of, of what had gone wrong for me and for my mother. And so in reading those textbooks, I um, started doing outreaches in, in strip clubs in Southwest Florida. And, and actually in strip clubs that I had gone and hung out in when I was a, a you know late teenager or you know 16 17 and through those outreaches and starting to learn more about trafficking I started to think okay that's my path Krista's path was not a straight line but after an undergraduate degree and then a master's degree that path led her to one more child an anti-trafficking ministry in Florida where Krista is now the executive director her job description is partly this. Go to as many churches as you can, take the positive things you learned from your mother, and fight the good fight. I picked up the fighter from her, and now when I visit churches and become part of helping them grow, you know, it's I feel like I have to just go reprimand them because I would like to say this truly is a problem of lacking awareness, but I just don't believe that today. I believe it's a problem of if I'm aware, I have to grapple with and become more comfortable with truly sitting down and doing life beside inappropriately dressed, aggressive people with bad language and, you know, often criminal records. And, you know, the local church often struggles with that. We'll give you food. We'll let you come to our program. You can sit in our pew but you're not gonna be invited you know, to the kids' birthday parties or the, the Friday night dinners with couples. We're not really always ready and willing to pass on that generational relational health that is such a beautiful gift that we should be sharing with hurting people, including trafficking victims. And so we can learn from my story about hope and the hope that God does give us of life can change and, and new things are possible. But also there's a lot to my story over the last 18 years of, um, you know, when you see someone on the side of the road and you just think, why are they choosing that? Why do they look like that? Why are they acting like that? If we could stop asking that question, that's the wrong question. It's more what happened to them. And that in asking what happened to them, you know, I look at my story and think, change truly is possible.
This has been Stories of Hope from Send Relief. Today's episode, The Good Fight. January is Human Trafficking Prevention Month. For practical tips on how you and your church can meet needs and change lives of people who are caught up in the world of human trafficking, go to sendrelief.org. One More Child not only helps rescue young people who've been trafficked, they also train foster parents, help churches minister to single mothers, and even provide food for thousands of hungry families, not just in Florida, but in other countries as well. You can learn more about their work at onemorechild.org. There's more to Krista's story. Last year, on Send Relief's Adopting and Fostering Home podcast, Krista shared her step-by-step journey into and out of the world of human trafficking. Then, in a following episode, she gave detailed, practical advice on how to care for young people with similar backgrounds. There's a link to those podcasts in the description for this Stories of Hope episode. And finally, if you liked what you heard here, please rate us and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. That'll help other people find us and enjoy these stories too. And join us in two weeks for another episode of Stories of Hope.